Welcome to the Improvement Series Season 1. This is a limited series. The next series of podcasts are hosted by my dear friend, John Hazan, an executive coach at Atlas Coaching. Each episode explores a topic of personal development with an expert who shares their experience, learnings, and thoughts and perspectives. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Hokuso Conversation. We hope you enjoy this special series and follow us for some more. What happens when we lose our way? We feel a bit of a loss. We become stuck, not sure how to proceed or to make a change. We may even start to question our abilities and our environment. How can we overcome this? Having negotiated a number of career changes himself and in his work with clients through his mindset coaching courses, this is something my guest Simon Jeffries is well-placed to discuss. Simon started life in the forces, first as a Royal Marine, before then serving for five years in the UK Special Forces, completing a number of tours and roles before leaving in 2015. Following two years as a management consultant, Simon set up his own company, The Natural Edge, with a colleague from the Special Forces in 2017. The Natural Edge is a high-performance mindset coaching company, combining expert knowledge with effective methodology for clients from all industries and backgrounds. Simon combines his elite military background with neuroscience and psychology to build systemic programs which remove limitations, unlock peak mental and physical performance, and forge mental toughness. His highly popular Tier 1 Mindset Coaching course is a 90-day step-by-step system that embodies this methodology. Amongst other things, we discussed what is your ideal self, where do your thoughts and emotions come from, why a systemic approach is vital to achieving successful mindset change, the need to expose your dark side, and overcoming the challenges of achieving meaningful change. Simon also provided a superb example of a client who, as a result of moving out of a rut and into a more positive mindset, took on the role of a lifetime. Morning, Simon. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you? Good morning, John. I'm good on this fresh wintry morning. Finally hit the minus numbers. Indeed. Very cold indeed. And knowing you, you've probably already smashed out a massive load of fizz, walked the dog. <laughs> I, have, I have done a bit of rowing and walked the dogs. You know, too far. I'm predictable. It's probably a bad thing, isn't it? I'm very predictable. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's enviable. I'm, I'm impressed <laughs> with, your, uh, with your discipline. No doubt that will come out in, in this uh, chat. So Yeah, yeah systems and habits. You. Perfect time of year, I think um, a lot of people start the year and perhaps lead themselves into a question of, of what am I doing? What comes next? They might feel a little bit of a loss. So I think today's conversation may, may resonate hugely with, with our community. Fascinated to unpack this with you. Why don't we start by just explaining some of these key terms? What is meant by being stuck? And you refer in your, on your website and in your program to your ideal self. What are we talking about there? Yeah, so the first thing to realise is it's completely subjective. So there's, it's you're an individual and each of us are different. So you need to work this out for yourself. But essentially, being stuck is you're either taking actions that you don't want to take or you're not taking actions that you do want to take and you're feeling things, you know, you worry about stuff, uh, your levels of stress are higher than they should be, you lack confidence either generally or in certain areas of your life. Perhaps you lack focus, you know, you procrastinate and get distracted and you don't follow through on your plans. You know, you set goals and then you start and then fall off the wagon. So really, it's 
all of the things that stop you from becoming who you want to be and your ideal self is really the opposite of all of that it's as simple as you know how do you want to be do you want to feel more confident do you want to worry less do you want to have more focus do you want to achieve stuff with work do you wish you could be consistent with exercise you know whatever it is because like I said it's subjective and we're all different you know usually some parts of our personality we're pretty happy with but then there's other areas that we want to change so it's sitting down and, and this is a key part of it which most people don't actually do is really actually sit down and work out who you are, what you value and how how you want your life to look and, and who you want to be. It sounds like we are absolutely talking about the self-awareness family and it starts with a true understanding, an honest and authentic mm. understanding of your values. Um, yeah. I mean, how important is authenticity in, in this? Yeah, it, it's absolutely key. That's the crux. Self-awareness, you've hit the nail on the head, is the absolute crux of mindset work because essentially mindset is basically the beliefs that you hold and these beliefs that are going to predict your behavior and create your emotions and thoughts and so you know for example just take a moment to consider everything that makes basically you 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 know every win or loss you've ever experienced every painful memory that you've had every joyful one the culture that you've been raised up in your education everything that's happened that you don't even remember plus your dna evolution ties into this as well your environment, what you expose yourself on to a daily basis and what in the past has been your environment. Essentially, you can't get to where you want to be or who you want to be, probably more importantly, without creating a serving mindset because it's the linchpin that either holds you back or moves you forward. The mistake that most people make is when they try to make a change, they try and do it at a very conscious physical level. So I want to go to the gym more, so I'm going to force myself to go to the gym. I want to stop eating crap booze, so I'm going to force myself to do it. I want to focus more, so I'm going to sit down and force myself to do the work. That relies almost entirely on willpower and motivation, and it never works in the long term. It's why people will stick to something for a couple of weeks and then they fall off the wagon. They just revert back to their old self because you've got that ingrained way of thinking and doing things has been that way for a long time and you're not going to undo it with force the next step on the mindset journey is to understand that every action you take is driven by a thought or emotion there's nothing that you do that is not driven by thoughts and emotions and so people try to make changes there which is better that's the next step down the journey if you like but it's still at a conscious level. If you're trying to talk over your negative thoughts, for example, it's very hard to do in the long run. It may work now and again, but it's not sustainable. The key piece of the puzzle that most people miss and the critical question to ask is, where do your thoughts and emotions come from? And they come from your beliefs. When you, or the way that you see the world, your narrative, when those beliefs interact with situations in the real world, it produces thoughts and emotions. And your beliefs are basically just what we talked about there. So they're made up with a combination of environment, experiences, evolution, and education. So it's the reason a comedian tells a joke, one person's offended, one person finds it funny. An event happens, you ask six people what happened, and they each give you a slightly different variation on the story. It's the reason you buy the brands that you do. Why is it you buy whatever brand? Because you see yourself as the type of person who wears Nike or who wears Gucci or who drives a Ford or who drives a BMW. You see yourself as a certain type of person. That's your identity. And you use that to navigate the world. Unless you really understand what those beliefs are, and some of them are very helpful. The reason that we have this and the reason the brain works like that is because the world's very complicated and we process so much information on a daily basis. 
you need to be able to simplify it and make quick judgments and decisions. It's where stereotypes come from. They're called heuristics. It's a whole other thing to kind of dig into. But essentially, some are helpful and some aren't. And until you get a hold on the ones that are holding you back and then start to change that narrative, you're going to find it so hard to make long-term change. And the path to do that is self-awareness. Because once you start that, then you can start to use systems and habits effectively to use strategies to change those long-held narratives um, to start moving you forward. It's interesting you talk about long-held narratives and and change and this this evolutionary process, our our beliefs, our environment. Something I'm noticing more and more is is how we might undertake this exercise in self-awareness in one form or another to a greater or lesser extent throughout our lives. But the one thing we often fall foul of is believing that the person we were at, say, 25 is the person we are at 35, 45, 55. And this is a constant process of review, isn't it? You know, we've gone through change and your journey is fascinating from kind of in the military, special forces, out into uh, management consultancy and then into your own company. You're a living embodiment of this, aren't you? And, and have you had to kind of undertake this constant review and, and assessment of your own beliefs and, and changing environment? Yeah, you missed out the part where I was flat broken living back at my parents with my business partner sharing a car. We'll edit that out. Um, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. You can't. The easiest way to look at it is this. You cannot win anything to do with health and performance, mindset included. So you can't do an eight-week period and then that's you. It needs to be consistent over your entire life. And mindset's no different from that. And actually on that point, something really important to realise is that mindset is a skill no different from changing the physical self. Just like you can't read a diet book and expect to lose weight. You cannot listen to the odd podcast. Like even this, you can't listen to this podcast and think it's going to change your mindset or read the odd book. It's not. You need a systematic, structured approach. It needs to be methodical. You need accountability around it. You need tracking and you need to take action. You need to put reps in. Just like physical training, you need to take actions. Yeah. I like, um, I like you, that. You can't comparison. just think about this stuff. I think it's a... It's a really nice way of drawing attention to the fact that you you don't expect huge physical change if you go to the gym once a week for nine months. If you if you're serious about it, you change your diet, you change your physical regime. You take it's a holistic approach, isn't it? And it's also an embedded approach. You live yeah your goals, but and and also I would say you've got to have clear goals and objectives. You've got to really want to do this. A lot of clients I've I've worked with just I sometimes question their motivation. If you really want to understand what your true values are, because there is something that is forcing you to do this, a job change, a change in your family circumstance, whatever it might be. If you really want it, you'll make it happen. It's the same, like you say, you continue to draw parallels with physical training. If you're training for a reason, it's a lot, lot easier. I'd say it's in some ways, it could be slightly more complex and nuanced than that. I think most people... So for a start, our modern environment is completely geared to keep us stuck. Um, you know, take losing weight, for example. People, most of the time, it's not down to laziness. It's a combination of you've got evolutionary, we are biologically wired to eat more and move less. Look at any species in nature. That's how you're wired to survive. We've still got that ingrained. Combine that with a modern environment where millions are invested to make highly palatable foods. The snicker snickers bar is the ultimate combination of soft sweet crunchy soft like it bypasses all of your reward ratios and it's so available no wonder it's so fucking hard to lose weight like i think people get wrapped but you can through effective systems and habits you can start to put that in place mindset's kind of the same you know you, you can want to make the change but there's no 
there's no real training out there. Again, there's just odd podcasts or books are helpful, but no one's really using a systematic structured approach, which is why through our journey with um, t and our company, this is where we've come to this point of creating this because it's, it's just not out there. Um, yeah, I really like that, in that structured fair. approach. We were, we were talking before we started recording about how there's, there's so much advice out there, but but so often programs are just that much easier to follow, aren't they? We, we have, again, the parallel to physical training. Tell me more about the 90-day <laughs> step-by-step. It's, uh, it's great to see a, a program that will deliver results. Yeah, just going back one step further on what you said with the program and why it makes the difference. You know, great example is an old program that we did around reducing stress. We all know that sleep is very important and also a touch on breath work as well, how important that is. Really simple things that you could do, breathing deeply and addressing your sleep, but most people kind of know it and then don't do it. As soon as you stick it into a program and people are, oh, okay, and it's given to you on a plate, all I need to do is follow this because there's some structure around it and a bit of accountability. It makes a massive difference. And people actually take the action and they're like, oh, wow, I'm actually feeling a big difference. And so the 90-day program is it's kind of been an evolution of all the coaching that we've done so far. And it basically goes through a couple, well, roughly five phases, but you can kind of summarize it in, in three headlines. And the first one is self-awareness. So it's gaining that understanding of really who you are and trying to dig down into that subconscious, look at those narratives of how you see the world. The hard part with mindset work is there's going to be a portion of it being uncomfortable. And when we think of uncomfort and hardship, we always think of it as a physical sense. In mindset work, it's actually more in the sense that you need to look at parts of yourself that you don't necessarily like. You have to look at bits of your personality where you kind of, you're like, oh, I'm a bit of a dick. I'm, you know, <laughs> I don't really like this side of myself. But until you do that and expose it, it's really hard to move forward. The way that we approach it is in a positive light in the sense that you're just doing, we try to remove judgment and get people to understand that the this work is moving you forwards. So rather than something as negative and, and you're judging about yourself, like, okay, that's interesting. I'm seeing this. It's almost, we get people to step back and view it as a third person. So that's the first phase. Then they move into really working out who they want to be, how they want their life to look, whether that's in six months, 12 months, five years, whatever it is. And then giving them the strategies that they can use to make that as likely as possible to become reality. And then the, the final portion is really around taking everything they've learned through the course and learning how to apply it in different situations. I guess the more sort of self-experimentation and how to apply it on a daily basis. You know, self-talk's a great example. You need to understand A, what self-talk works for you and also which self-talk to use in certain situations. It's going to be, if sports example, the self-talk you use to do, you know, a short, intense three-minute workout or a one-rep max lift is going to be very different from a marathon or an Ironman. And if you try to use either self-talk and mindset with one or the other, it's going to have negative results. If you take four espressos and turn up to an Ironman, you're like, yeah, I'm going to crush it and go off 100%. Yeah, you're going to be burnt is, out. Is that the um, importance of finding out what works for you? Is, is that is it personalization here, or you know, are we encouraging people to kind of push through the boundaries and take on? Something? No, no, abs- absolutely. You know, for example, some people may thrive on a more negative centric self talk, i.e., like get a grip of yourself, just right. get it done. That kind of talk for some people that 
G's them up and enables them to push through. For someone else, it might send them completely the other way. Like, oh, I don't know why you, that just doesn't. So understanding how you work and we're all different. And again, critically, there's no right or wrong with any of this. It's, it's all subjective. And really that's the overall point with mindset work in general is there is no right or wrong for each person as to what success and happiness is. And in reality, all any of us are looking for in life is to find some happiness and satisfaction. That's it. And that is completely up to you how that looks. Most people or most of us, and it is hard, are influenced, you know, societal expectations, peer groups, expectations, parents, perhaps all this rest of the environment we have. The more you can divorce from that and ego and really get down to what means, what's meaningful to you and become comfortable with that and become comfortable with yourself. That's probably the overall point. Life just becomes so much easier. And so you just find happiness every day. You know, for yeah. me, just... I, I like your comment much... about uh, or, or living an authentic, happy and fulfilling life. That, that's, yeah. you know, that's our goal, isn't it? That's, that's something that underlines surely all of our uh, ambitions. Yeah, because you're going to get to your deathbed and most of it, you're not going to... You're going to remember your relationships. You're going to remember some of the experiences you have and most of the rest of it isn't... You know, there's a great book and I can't remember what it's called by a palliative care nurse who basically interviewed everyone, people on their deathbed um, and lots of stories about what they wish they had done and what they didn't. And, you know, it's, it's never money, success, material stuff. It's always about the experiences they had, the relationships. And it's never usually... Regrets doesn't come up. It's usually... Or not... Sorry, it's regrets are around not the actions that they t- took but the ones they didn't take um so they wish they'd done something that, that they hadn't done which i've actually got uh, you asked me before if i had any client stories and i actually grabbed up a couple and, and i'll share one with you yeah, do. which really shows on that point and it's, it's probably one of my favorite emails i've ever received so it's by a guy who replied to one of the weekly emails i sent out and he'd done our 30 30 challenge and so he said i haven't shared any feedback before and i wasn't that active in the community but i just wanted to share this with you Having completed the challenge and finding a new lease of energy in life, I used my new positive mindset to apply for a role with the British Antarctic Survey team as a boating officer down in South Georgia. Prior to undertaking the challenge, and at 55 years old, I would never have even considered applying. Well, I did, and after a lengthy selection process, including medicals, I secured the role and deployed south in October. So I just wanted to say thank you. The challenge gave me the push to get out of a rut and dare myself to do something I would not otherwise have attempted. Wonderful. I just thought that was that's the validation. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that is superb. And and that's you know to, we're both coaches. I think for me, the personal joy of coaching is when you you see this genuine change in your clients, and and you can have that that genuine impact. It's truly life changing. It, it's something that we hear a lot about life changing moments. But there you go. There's an example of someone who overcame a negative mindset. It turned it into a positive, which must have been a journey for him. It can't have been easy. Yeah. And, you know, people, we're just there to guide the way people take the actions. But, uh, you know, I love reading the testimonials. There was another lady who uh, has packed up. And obviously, these are quite big changes. And you have to, I should point out that lots of people just make small changes. You know, they're less stressed for their family. They're less anxious. You know, they're enjoying life. Um, but this other lady, she ended up moving out. She was just doing, I think she was working in a hotel. And she just packed it in and moved out to South Africa to work in a, a lodge doing uh, around the sort of anti-poaching type of stuff but i think something you just said there is another important one the whole you know negative to positive and actually those two phrases uh, one thing to understand is it's just as detrimental to be overly positive as negative the aim of mindset is clear perception 
So what you want is to be able to see situations as they are without the negative bent or the too positive bent, because they both can be, if you're always just thinking, oh, just be positive, be positive, and you're just ignoring things that actually have to be changed, that is not going to help you either. Yeah, In fact, it will cause just as many problems. So what we're looking for it's the gap between stimulus and response as the Viktor Frankl quote um, in, in the gap between stimulus and response lies your freedom. And it's so true. Most people um, slip into that way of acting where something happens and you just respond and it's just, there's, there's no gap in between. The more you can stretch it, something happens. And you, even when you feel yourself going down that route, you can step back and go, okay, I can feel that anger rising. I can feel myself getting impatient or anxious. I can see it. I know why this is happening around these, you know, because of the work I've been doing. Right, what do I need to do? Okay, I'm going to do two minutes of breath. I'm going to step back from it. I'm going to go for a quick walk, whatever it is. And then I'll respond to it. The more you can do that, again, you, you offset so many problems. Life just becomes easier. You just it, deal it, with it difficulties passage, so much better. It? It's a process, like you say. And and we, again, I forget who kind of coined this process, but it starts with awareness, as we've said, moves into acceptance. And then as you, as you talked about, almost that, that meta view, when you set, step outside of yourself, if you can then see yourself falling into behavioral traps and, and you recognize mm. them in time to change and adjust and, and then review, that's a truly conscious being, isn't it? That's, that's yeah, the exactly. Um, I'm just interested, we, we dwelled a moment ago about challenges. I'm sure a lot of people may have undertaken or, or attempted to undertake these kind of behavioral change courses. It, have you seen common challenges overcome or what are the kind of common challenges that people have faced in your experience? I think the biggest challenge in the beginning is almost that self-awareness. That in itself can be quite challenging because like you said, or as we discussed, you have to be willing to get uncomfortable to a degree you have to become comfortable with discomfort of looking at those parts of yourself I, funny enough I had a chat with a client less yesterday and it was sort of likened to the red pill blue pill matrix it's like oh god would it actually be better because in the beginning it can feel like you've opened a can of worms because you actually start seeing all of the ways you're messing up and not doing the things you want to be doing so in the beginning it can feel worse but it's a necessary part of the process and once you've done that, we can then start working on ways, you know, start bringing strategies and systems, which are massive believers in, to start making the changes. So the biggest challenge in the beginning is it can actually seem worse because you're bringing awareness to all of the ways you don't like about yourself and the things that you're not doing well at and, and want to change. But once you get past that and you start getting a few small wins and seeing the changes, and one of the, I think immediately a lot of people do see is it sort of like an offload? We use journaling a lot, a directed form of journaling to really tap into that subconscious. And even just the simple process of getting stuff out of your head and be able to step back from it and gain some perspective is really eye-opening for a lot of people and actually takes away a lot of, I guess, the feelings of stress and worry because they can see it with greater perspective rather than being wrapped up in it. Yeah, yeah. I've just, it's interesting hearing you talk. I've just had another conversation with a management consultant. We were talking about how, from a management point of view, sometimes an organization needs to have a third party come in and look at it and tell it what's wrong yeah. for them to realize because the group think doesn't allow them to see it. And, and I wonder if there isn't a parallel here when you know, bringing in 
a coach, uh, be it a mindset coach or or whatever, an executive coach, to come in and tell you what's wrong or to come in and observe with you and also to find that solution. Does it take that third party? Does it take someone else to point out what your vulnerabilities are? I think it's helpful because it's the same, you know, easy example. Your friend tells you they're in a dilemma, a relationship thing, whatever. And from the outside, you're like, it's easy. What are you doing? You're mad. Why are you still seeing this person? It's clearly not working. But when you're in the person in the relationship or whatever it is, it's so much harder because it's all the, the emotions wrapped around it and you can't, it's so much harder to step back. So it's no different really. So having someone step in and sort of see what's going on definitely makes it easier. You can do it yourself as well to a degree by, so for example, with the journaling work that we do, we get people to review the journaling they did two weeks prior. So that allows some space from the journey they've done at that point. And it's the same thing. You can almost look back at it and it is a bit like looking at a different person. You can get that third party perspective and without judgment, something else we always encourage is to just to look at it, see what patterns are coming up and and just see it as something interesting. Like, ah, okay, that's interesting. I wrote that. I wonder why I did that. And then you can sort of dig into it further. Simon, we are edging into our final minutes as ever. These conversations end too soon. If somebody wanted to, or if, if you were going to give some actions to people to take away, think about, what would they be? Number one would be get to know yourself, self-awareness, which we've, we've talked loads on. So uh, that would be number one. Really understand who you are, what you value, who you want to be, basically. Uh, number two is get your baseline, get the foundations, the basics right. So look at your sleep, look at your daily movement. That doesn't have to be exercise, but are you getting outside? Are you getting natural light? Are you moving around? The really simple thing is that's where the power lies. And the third one is we use a concept called moving average, and that's all about progress, not perfection. So you do not need perfect actions to make progress. All you need is an overall positive moving average. So you don't need to get it right every time, but if you can get it right more times than not, you'll move forward. You know, a good example, you, you planned out a 60-minute workout, something happens to work, you can't do it. Instead of throwing that all out the window, go for a 10-minute walk if that's all you can do. That's still a win. That's the way I've approached sort of my own health and fitness for the last however many years. And it, in fact, it's the difference between those who really are consistent and see success in health and performance or anything, work, whatever it is, and those that aren't. It's not looking for perfection. It's just looking for the small wins that you can get and being flexible, being allowing yourself to be flexible. Progress, not perfection. Yeah, that's the one. Perfect. Great. Thank you so much, I mean, Simon. Like I say, so much good stuff there. I think what's been really lovely about this is, for me, twofold. You've made it very accessible. And I think it's been a great explanation of what can be a truly complicated route to consciousness and, and self-awareness. But you've made it seem very accessible, which is great. I uh, Again, good luck with the Tier 1 Mindset Coaching course, 90 days. Just awesome to find that there is a step-by-step program out there that people can follow. And uh, best of luck with it. Thank you so much for uh, giving us so much of your time. And perhaps we'll speak again on another coaching topic uh, in the future. My pleasure. Thank you very much. And uh, stay wavy. Cheers, John. Thank you for listening to the Hokuto Conversation. If you've enjoyed this podcast from our limited series, take a look at our previous episodes and stay tuned for our next ones. We look forward to you joining us on this unique exploratory journey.